Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. My name is Joelle and this is the Psychic Inside Show. I am here on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio every week having conversations with the most amazing people. And you can find these episodes on live stream, of course, on Blog Talk. If you're on the phone lines, it's, well, 646-787-8436. And if you're listening on the phone lines and you want to comment or have a question, just press the pound one key. If you're listening to this on one of the podcasting platforms, Audible, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube off the Vibrary YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. One of the things that I believe is that everyone is psychic, but you just may not realize it. And so each week I have a conversation with individuals who have had um, gone through things that have opened them up to accepting an aspect of themselves that may be unusual for some and may actually give you a spark of recognition about something in your own journey. So I love having conversations like this, and I've met some fascinating people, and tonight's guest is no different. So uh, let me give you a little bit of backstory as I introduce her. Um, I often work up at Holistic Health and Wellness in Marietta, Georgia. I'm the house reader, and I get to meet all kinds of amazing people who come in who uh, either are shopping or popping in because they know their owner, Don, or they're providing services to the community up there. And so I just missed this art gallery and sound bowl event that was happening. I had missed it by like a day or two. I just couldn't make it up there. And Don kept saying, you need to meet the lady and see her art. You need to see her art. Oh, my God, you need to see her art. So Fortune saw to it that within a few, I think less than a couple weeks of that, I got the pleasure and the wonderful experience of meeting Yuli. So tonight I'm welcoming Yuli Nun to the Psychic Inside Show. Yuli, you know I'm smiling from ear to ear. Oh, and so am I. <laughs> <laughs> so your art, when I first encountered you, you had just done art. I got to see your art. I actually lucked up and got to experience one of your sound bowl and healing things. But, you know, I don't know a lot about you, even though we've known each other for some months now. All I know is that I brought pieces of your art into my home because I loved it so. And I think we'll get a chance to get into some backstory around that as well later in our conversation. But um, I've also received your healing and I've had, uh, you know, special conversations with you. Do you consider yourself to be a psychic person? I consider myself, I guess you would say, I guess I could say yes to a certain, there are many different ways you can look at being psychic. And I guess I do create my artwork um, intuitively. So, um, 
So in that, I do believe so, and I do believe I'm clairaudient. So um, I get the visuals through meditation, um, things that I don't think are necessarily just simply my imagination because um, I get the, the visual, but I also know that it's something that I have to work through myself as I'm working through it. The vision becomes clearer. So I feel like it's um, sort of a seed planted by spirit. And so, um, Well, let me ask you that. So in terms of how you're then talking about that energy in your artwork, you are actually a, um, an, an educated in school, like you, you've gone into the art world in the traditional sense already in your life were you always bringing art in the same way that you are now or did something change or shift for you oh definitely i think something shifted for me i've always been uh creative from a very young age always like making clothes and being artsy um but it wasn't until um and I did photography before uh, before then also, but I never used it um, as a healing modality, and I never really um, received the like the images through while I didn't meditate before. I wasn't really a spiritual person, and then um, in 2013, I went through a, a pretty rough divorce, and I moved back to uh, Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. and I I then um you know made the life choice to go back to school or well to go to school and get a bachelor's in fine art and that's when i began my my art journey of actually maybe pursuing a career in art and mm-hmm. it, through that is when i started i still wasn't meditating i had kind of sort of dipped a toe in the spiritual world but not not really like i didn't know what crystals really were and i didn't know mm-hmm. this thing about meditation and um, but apparently, um, as I was going through school, I was creating a lot of the images that um, you have seen uh, mm-hmm. and that are on my website. And um, now looking back, I see, oh, my gosh, I really was using this gift. And I just had mm. absolutely no idea that I was. So in that, I was using right? it to heal myself. What's that? Well, I think that's so interesting because you're saying in retrospective or from the now position, you see it differently rather than how you were in the experience of it at the time. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about intuitive art or this healing art, how, what is that and what makes it different from like, say, going to a museum and doing the whole Ferris Bueller thing where you're looking and pondering at a Manet, you know, like what is it about intuitive art creation for you that is bringing the different energy, I guess? I think intent. I think, um, uh, and also the, the method of how I, I receive the images, um, from spirit, and then I also hear clairaudiently of, um, you know, like, if I'm working on a series, like the addiction series that I'm working on, it's like, okay, well, this is going to be another addiction image, and this is kind of like the point of it, and um, and it's 
and it, especially if it's something that I have to heal myself through, then mm-hmm. as I am creating it, that healing energy of me healing myself and me working through all of that, I am also putting that intention of that I know that I'm not the only one going through this, that yeah. I am um, I'm carrying the torch. I'm sort of the way shower of, okay, well, how am I going to um, create this image in such a way that it is still very personal to me but that it can be viewed by the audience and they can extrapolate their own healing and their own meaning out of it. So like say I I did say that I create an addiction series, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of those images that really resonate with people who um, are not going through any kind of addictions and and have not necessarily had that in their life. Um, In fact, you mentioned Dawn, Dawn had bought one of the pieces in that series, which was recovery, and there's been Mm -hmm. a lot of people that have really resonated with that piece on more of a spiritual of um, of um, of ascension, of of um, awakening, or Mm -hmm. um, coming into their abilities, or now like now seeing the light, or um whatever their temptations may be uh, uh because the temptations are constantly trying to pull you back down um or would negative forces like, that would you describe that painting that well that painting that piece for the listeners in terms of um I've seen it before and I believe it's the one that involves fruit right but uh if, could you describe the the piece uh, n- uh yes um it's it's um like a red whirlpool at the bottom of the so it's a um, up and down sort of a orientation so it's got a red whirlpool at the bottom and there's a um all these little black um they're i guess i could say they're kind of like demons or like um like black shadows and these all these black shadows and there's a curvy spirit ladder that's coming up out of the oh, yes, um, yes. the red whirlpool, and it's got these beautiful clouds. Some of them kind of look a little bit stormy, so sometimes you go through some stormy times. And it's not a straight up and down ladder. It's a very curvy one. The rungs are different widths apart, and so you really have to work to climb up this thing. And you've got all these black shadows that are, um, and it's got a girl in a uh, white nightgown, and she's really reaching and stretching and trying to climb up this ladder, and she's about halfway up, and the demon things are, like, clawing at her. And But as she, her eyes are fixed up at the light, and there's these beams of light that are pouring down on her that it's almost like the heavens are opening up and mm-hmm. encouraging her to just keep climbing. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's, that's I want to make sure that the listeners know I misspoke when I said painting because these are not paintings. They're what like photographs and digitally created images. I don't know what your technique is, <laughs> but it's definitely it's, it's like very three D and uh, otherworldly. Um, I do find that the pieces that you that you that I've seen, each of them does like hit on an emotional frequency more than a before the mental frequency because it's hard to articulate 
what it all stirs up. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that you are actually energetically infusing not just, you know, beyond the layer of the image presentation. You've added mm-hmm. a dimension through your awareness. Uh, and I think a lot of people, maybe the original, like, painters of the last era, maybe they didn't realize the degree to which their energy state was impacting the art. But, like, now, like, even for yourself, now that you're aware that your energy state and the relationship you're having with the creation of that piece affects your art, do you create differently than you did 10 years ago? I do. I do. Um, I, um, you know, it's like in the art world, there's also um, art for art's sake. And art for art's sake um, would be kind of like those um, memento de mores where it's like a still life of fruit and maybe you might have a skull and um, it's, it's just, it's nice art and it's pretty art and it has its purpose. And um, I think that I was sort of creating from a space of that of, I just want to, you know, we, I just wanted to create a pretty picture. I wanted mm-hmm. to create something, but now I'm creating something that um, has a, I would almost say has a life force mm-hmm. that they're almost like as if they're alive. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like it's, or like music. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's my intent that um, whoever um, buys my artwork or has my artwork in their space, that um, the healing doesn't stop once they, like, say they resonated with, like, they they got recovery for a specific, like, okay, well, I feel like this is helping me through um, whatever it is that they're going through at this time, but maybe 10 years down the road, they might be going through something else and they can still look at that peace recovery and glean something else from it. Mm-hmm. It's not just going that it will have sort of like a transformative meaning that yes. as they grow, the peace it too will, will evolve. Yeah. 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 Now, in terms of in beginning to embody this, energy differently from that point of like divorce to now not only did you change from who you were as a married person but you subsequently gone through like a transformation that also involved changing your name correct absolutely yes yeah well i yeah actually i changed my name after getting after the divorce and then um, I recently, just as of about, uh, I guess, a year, not even a year ago, June 2nd of okay. last year, uh, was when I became Yuli. My birth name is Jennifer. And um, I had an experience where I went back to uh, Virginia Beach again. Once again, I left Georgia. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was married in Georgia. And I once again went back to Virginia Beach. And now I know about the ARE, Edgar Cayce's, um, 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 uh, I can't remember what ARE stands, Research and Academy of Research. Anyway, I went back there and um, I actually went to a seminar that was um, how to tap into your psychic abilities. 
And um, she also was saying, just like your show, that everybody is psychic and we just don't know exactly how to tap into it. Well, there were so many people that had attended that she wasn't necessarily able to speak to how how for us to tap into our abilities because she was giving mini readings for each each person where you could ask one question. And at that point, I had just quit my um, day job and in pursuit of uh, following my bliss, the hero's journey, like Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. um, to step fully into my being an artist and claim my sovereignty. And so, um, in fact, I was even going to be a week later at Virginia Beach, but I had an urging call from Spirit to come sooner. And so I was like, okay, well, I was at this seminar, and I asked her, okay, well, which way do I go? Like, I don't know, what am I supposed to do? I don't understand what it is I'm supposed to do now. I feel like I'm in the void. And she goes, yeah, you are in the void. I, uh, for some reason, see you, your, your emotional body is very close to all your other energetic bodies. And it, it, you need to purge it. You need to clean it. I, I feel like you, I see you in like a, a salt cave, which I mm. had never even heard of a salt cave at that point. And um, she goes, or like a sweat lodge or something to that effect. Anyway, found out what that was. Um, meditated some more about it and found out that there indeed was a salt cave about an hour away mm-hmm. and was urged to do a full spot, which which a normal person would think would be a spa treatment. So you go in for the thermal um, sauna and then you have the, the salt, the, the flotation tank and then the salt mm-hmm. cave. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that this was going to be a completely spiritual thing. I mm-hmm. absolutely knew it. I just felt it. I was like, okay, well, this is, I'm going to be birthing a new consciousness. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be birthing a new consciousness. I knew I needed to purge. I knew I needed to sweat out all the impurities in my energetic body and my emotional body and everything, which there was some fear there with that because I'm very temperature sensitive. But um, I was guided through that, and it wasn't until I got into the flotation tank that was ironically like an egg and I was floating in there, and um, I had an experience to where, uh, you know, I was thinking that, uh, this, I'm like, this isn't doing anything. And right when you start thinking this isn't doing anything, mm-hmm. well, here I then uh, felt my body become, um, so when you're in a flotation tank, you're very buoyant. Mm-hmm. And so you that don't works. feel as though you have any mass. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept feeling this tingling all over my body, almost like little, um, like almost like static electricity, like mm-hmm. tingling all over my body. And then I felt myself have mass, almost as if there was like a grate, like a metal, like a storm grate. Okay. Um, and it sort of like lifted underneath me. And so it felt then like all of the water was like draining down off. And I felt as if I was getting heavier and heavier, which would, you know, as if the the grate was lifting me higher. Mm -hmm. Not to to say that I felt like I was being lifted, but, you know, I just felt myself getting heavier and heavier, which gave me the illusion of that. And then with my eyes closed, I saw this like turquoise and pink and blue lights. um, And I felt the tingling a whole lot more. 
And this didn't last for very long, but um, I just kept my eyes closed. And next thing I know, I hear Yuli. And mm. I said, what's that? I said, Julie. And he, it, I said, Yuli. Mm. I said, Yuli. And it said, Yuli Anan. And then I repeated it back, and it then began, I then began feeling as if I was getting lighter and lighter, so it felt like the the grate or whatever it was that I was on was lowering, and then I felt mm-hmm. myself become buoyant again. And wow. the water was even a whole lot warmer, so, you know, it, it felt like the water had been sort of electrified because it, it felt uh, the temperature had gone up significantly. And after that, then I had to shower off with the ice shower, wash my hair, get all that out, and then it was time for me to go into the salt cave. Well, they had probably about 20 chairs in there. Come to find out, you know, the lady came out and she seemed had sort of like a surprised look on her face, the attendant, and she said, well, it looks like you're going to have the salt cave all to yourself. (laughs) And there was a part of me in my head that was like, of course I am. (laughs) <laughs> that is definitely by design because yeah. I have just come out of the, you know, I'm in right. like an incubation period. I'm very yeah. fragile right now. Yeah. I need to like purify my lungs. And so I was like, of course. <laughs> I just kind of looked at her like, well, duh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And from then, and I even felt different. I just, I just knew the very next day I went to the beach and a bald eagle flew over my head trying to get a fish from an osprey and then they landed on the beach probably about 150 yards from where I was sitting and the bald eagle just hung out there for like 10-15 minutes (laughs) I'm like yes yes spirit okay okay yeah but I didn't step into my yuliness for several months after I finally just I I kept hearing that yeah (laughs) <laughs> that is a lot. I can. I've been in a flotation before, and so to have what you talk about, I know what you mean by if you. I've never experienced, but I could completely feel the whole thing of getting more weight being moved mm-hmm. up out of the float uh, fluid or whatever, and the warmness mm-hmm. that you talk about. That's so I, I imagine I would trip out if I was having that experience. So um, <laughs> that's really cool. So you tra- you're transitioning now even more so with your art now that you're post-experience in that, right? Yes, yes. More and more, uh, you know, because it took me a while. There was a good bit of time where I didn't feel like I could create. I, I felt like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, why does this seem so foreign to me? Mm. And I just kept hearing, you need to let go. You need to just let go. And I then basically just have to um, allow spirit to flow through me, that I am a vessel, essentially, and it just it just goes so much easier. And like I mean, it it does, it's even easier for me to create. This year, channel. I've already created like three new pieces. Mhm. We said, "Would it be like a channel for the energy to flow through?" Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's so. The uh, increasing amount of energy that people seem to be 
able to bring into their their physical vessel now. It's like everyone has upticked as we've lightened in density over the last decade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that the, even just since uh, the beginning of this year, it has um, astronomically increased. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, every day it seems like there's more and more coming online that I'm like, okay, well, what's today going to bring, Spirit? <laughs> so when you were connecting with, you know, your art, at, you were saying the intersection of healing your own self and having mm-hmm. conversations with Spirit and working with Spirit on your experience. How uh, how did that heal? Like, what was that healing dynamic in the art process? Like, what did that look like for you? Um, it's kind of um, it's kind of. I mean, I'm also being drawn towards art therapy, and it's kind of almost like when I was drawn towards art therapy, then I was like, oh, okay, I see what it is that I'm doing now. Okay. Um, to where it's the, you know, um, using color and knowing what different colors stand for um, and what moods they evoke. Um, mm-hmm. At first, it was a lot of research for that. You know, mm-hmm. like in school, you, you, you have to mm-hmm. figure out, okay, well, why, is, why are you intentionally using green instead of red? And, mm-hmm. um, and so... Now it's more or less that it's, okay, well, how does this color make me feel? Okay, do I want this image? How am I feeling right now? And if it's kind of gloomy, if I feel kind of gloomy or sad, then I kind of make it look sort of stormy. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that's getting that emotion out onto, um, which for me is a digital, it starts out as a digital process. And so it's... um, it's sort of like getting that out onto the digital canvas. And when it comes out onto the digital canvas, it's coming out of me. Okay. Um, and, and then also there's parts where um, my, you know, the, the images that I create are rather surrealistic and they're very ambiguous. <laughs> they're not realistic. And right. so in order for, and there's a lot of symbolism, which requires a lot of research. And so when I see that image from spirit in my meditation, I -hmm. then go through, um, um, I'm a bit of a seeker. And so I'll Mm -hmm. go through and research, okay, well, what does an egg stand for? What is the symbolism of an egg? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I was creating, before I had my experience to become Yuli, I was creating a piece, I had begun creating a piece. I had the image in my head of a, a piece called um, Birthing a New Consciousness, mm-hmm. where she was uh, coming out of an egg and there was sort of like a fried egg above her that was sort of yolky and it was dripping down its essence. Mm-hmm. And so, and she's on top of, it's perched on top of a Karen with the stacked up stones. And so okay. that's like the spiritual journey high up in the in the sky. And so she's, She's made it that far, and now it's time for her to birth anew and claim and get the essence from spirit of 
of all of the, the new teachings and the new directions and the new wisdom and the new way of being. And so I had, once I saw that image in my head, I then had to research what does a Karen mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it was called a Karen, the stack of stones. And I had to then also think back to my spiritual journey of all that I, you know, okay, well, what is it that's going on with me right now? And, so that will uh, go down the rabbit hole of bringing the image that has been communicated to you triggers along the whole experience then a energy within you as you encounter it, which could be healing, activating, triggering, any number of things as you progress down this this seeking path. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's enlightening, it's triggering, and when you're triggered, you know, you, ha- you heal from your triggers. You then go down other paths to figure out why mm-hmm. does this trigger me. And, um, and it's also very educational, too, because there's a lot of things that, um, like a lot of the knowledge that I have and the wisdom that I have, have gained has been through um, Spirit's guidance of giving me these these images in my head of me doing all of this research and you know it, it then you follow the breadcrumbs of okay well maybe you might want to read this book or maybe you might want to listen to that youtube or you know it's 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 a journey in itself right i mean then that's and then like as an artist for you then you have the journey with the person who brings the peace in or even comments when they're encountering it and talks about it with you, then they reflect that energy in their own way back to you, which you then have to integrate and process, right? I mean, that's right. Yeah. Now you're serving others through what was served for you. That has right. to be very interesting as an energy artist, more so than a typical like person who considers himself just a creative versus an intuitive. Yes. yes. So there's a yes. whole emotional state of what the the picture invokes in people, which is uh, now you're facilitating the healing, just like sending them off on the journey, like you were sent off on the journey into healing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that mm-hmm. it has to be very intense. Yeah, it's it's it is intense, and it's intense also when you uh, you know when someone has the emotional response right there, mm-hmm. and they say, "Oh wow," or tears, or they. Um, I mean, you're right. When they share their experience with me, that's what that's what I want out of it the most. Mm-hmm. I want to hear somebody else's experience with it or even how I love to hear how the artwork interacts with, uh, with others. Like now that I'm doing the sound journeys, um, mm-hmm. people are actually inter- like the artwork interacts when they're in meditation also. So it's, it's right. almost like they're almost getting almost the same experience that I got in the beginning of creating it. Or mm-hmm. even like with you, when you um, you got Veluspa, how it tied into your reading from oh uh, down at the psychic fair. That was so uh, interesting. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that because 
So, you know, I'm a person who tends to see and hear spirit in everything all the time, like conversations, but a lot of times it's like remarkably notable. So I went mm-hmm. up to the big psychic fair of Gloria Parker's big psychic affair. It happens at the first of the month. If you listen to the show, you'll hear me talk about it all the time. It's been going on 30 years in Atlanta. So it's like the grand, uh, the grandparent psychic show. So I came up there to see Yuli and see my friends and, and get a couple readings. And did, I don't know, did I visit you before my reading or after the reading? Do you remember? Um, It was kind of both. You had come up before the reading because you had some time and you wanted to say hi and you flipped through the the prints and you you immediately liked that one, but you weren't necessarily sure if that was the one. So I held it for you. Then you went downstairs for your reading and um, you can tell the rest. Yeah, so I I didn't know anything about, like, so what this picture is from what I'll describe is, like, a beautiful forest shrouded in either morning light or mist or fog. And at the beginning of the entrance into the depths is um, a young female who looks, like, very almost uh, Grecian or... Um, Athenian uh, druid priestessy, and she's holding a book, and the cycles of the moon are presented over her head. And of course, that part with the book and the moon and just the trees, it really spoke to me. I didn't know who or what it was at all, right? So then, as I am encountering, and I asked Yuli to explain to me this art, she says, oh, that's Veluspa. So Veluspa is who, Yuli? Um, she is the seer that Odin uh, trusted and would come to see, um, to to because he, he saw that the black wolf had come and, and was in um, – so it's basically in Norse mythology, the telling of Ragnarok, which is the end of all days. It's basically like Armageddon, where all the gods are going to die. And so Voluspa tells this to Odin, like, oh, okay, well, there's going to be this big Armageddon. There's going to be the battle. Like you said, you saw the black wolf come, and, and he's guy, and he's got all his forces, and you're not going to make it, but you know what? He's not going to make it either. Uh, so it's almost like she said, you're going to be victorious, but you're also going to lose. And he right. was just absolutely outraged. And so she basically is the, she's the seer that um, that predicted Ragnarok. Right. So I'm like, wow, that's cool, because, A, I know Ragnarok from Marvel Comic Universe. Thank you. Okay. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> she's a seer and an oracle. And then when I went downstairs, mm-hmm. I had this reading from CLD who's going to be on the show in a couple weeks. And who comes up in the reading but Odin? I'm like, really? Really? Okay, Odin. Now we've got all this Norse energy coming in. And then I think I wound up getting like a Viking stone crystal at the crystal shopping event I had just went to. It was like this wave of energy. I came back up to you. I was like, that is the one that I'm getting. But 
you know, in spirit, then like uh, being able to accept the fact that the gift of being an oracle sometimes comes with hard tasks of telling things that are not pleasant or that people want to hear and needing to overcome my fear of stepping into more work, that piece wound up resonating even more than what I knew. And for you, there was also somewhat of a challenge, interesting story behind it in terms of how you created this piece that was different than some of your other work, correct? That's correct. I was uh, challenged by my, not most of my work is, um, if there's a person in it, it's me. So they're all self-portraits, um, although I think I look different every time. You but, do. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, shapeshifter. But um, just add that to my, my list of, I guess, abilities. But, right. uh, no, I was, I was challenged by my um, photography peers, um, saying, oh, well, you only know how to take pictures of yourself. You don't, you wouldn't be able to do that with somebody else. And I'm like, really, are you serious? It's even harder, I mean, to do uh, do this of yourself. No, and true, so yeah. I I had a, um, a photographer friend who um, has a, had a beautiful daughter, and she's young, and she kind of wanted to get into modeling. And so I was like, come on over, let's play. And, um, yeah. So mm-hmm. we had a whole day of, uh, you know, and so that was one of the the pieces that I had, or one of the photographs of her. But, I mean, I haven't done it of anybody else since, but I they pretty much stopped their squawking. They were like, mm-hmm. okay, we, yeah. see that, we see that she knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just visually arrested me for sure. Now, I mean, so we're talking about your art. Where can people see your art in terms of your gallery pieces? And we'll talk about some of the events that you have coming up in a little bit as well. But how can these pictures that we're describing, these art pieces we're describing? Um, definitely can see them on my website at uh, www.uliarts.com. I have actually, um, I'm embarking on a new journey of my life in a new direction with my artwork. And so um, galleries at this time are not necessarily an energetic alignment. And so I recently took all my artwork out of the gallery that represented me in Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. And um, I, as of yesterday, visited a gallery called Wild Hope that's in Alpharetta, Georgia. It's in Thompson's Frame Shop. And and I had three pieces in there. I now only have one, which happens to be that same girl who's in Voluspa. So that same girl (laughs) <laughs> yep, so she is in there. Um, I'm hoping that the lady that said that she wanted to buy her will come back and will be buying her. Otherwise, um, she'll still be there at Wild Hope in Alpharetta off of Holcomb Bridge Road, uh, Thompson's Frame Shop. I have two events coming up down here in, in the Atlanta area. One of them is going to be a show at a distillery. It's a distillery and art gallery together. It's actually a really cool place. It's Mm -hmm. called the Distillery of Modern Art. It's um, 
also called Doma, kind of like MoMA. Oh, I've um, seen that place. A friend of mine went there. Yeah. It was really cool. It is. It's really, really cool. And um, they always host uh, shows with two artists. So it's going to be me and uh, an abstract artist uh, by the name of Shannon Schneider. She's um, She's been around the art scene here in Atlanta for quite a while, and she seems to be doing quite well. So it's going to be the two of us. Um, it'll be the beginning of March, so I think that first weekend of March uh, or maybe the second weekend, there's some confusion about the dates as of today. Uh, today has been kind of a crazy day where these both these shows, I had to iron out some dates. So um, I will have them listed on my website uh, for sure. Um, so you can definitely find out more there once the dates get ironed up. But the second show will be... Um, at the Well of Roswell, mm-hmm. off of Old Roswell Road, and that one um, will be. We're hanging the artwork on March 12th, and I'm going to have a sound bowl and art um, experience. That one's going to be called the Sojourner's Tale. So it basically is going mm-hmm. to be the story of my journey. Mm-hmm. And um, that experience, we have picked the date of. Um, March 11th, I believe that is, if that's a Friday or Thursday. I have to look and see what day we picked. But we just picked that today, and that will be in the evening. The time is still yet to be determined. So I have those. I do have a free sound bath coming up on uh, March 11th. Okay. And that will be at – the lady that sells the gems next to me, Deb, at Star Stuff. Yeah, uh, at, at oh, the yes, Psychic the Fair. Yeah, great crystals, love them. Yes, yes. Um, she knows uh, a lot of her crystals. She knows exact the miners that actually mine at the mines that mm-hmm. she gets them from. So, um, she yeah, she's very knowledgeable about her stuff. It's called a Star Stuff, and it's mm-hmm. off of Eagle Drive, in Woodstock. And that is going to be March 11th at 4 o'clock. I will not have, I will only have greeting cards. I do sell um, blank greeting cards of my artwork mm-hmm. also because I'm yeah, trying to revive the handwritten and, note. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have various things. Like you don't have to be like ready to buy like a wall piece for your home. Like I don't have one like that. I guess mine is what maybe a little eighteen by twenty four or something like that print, suitable for framing, but not like uh, killing the pockets either. For uh, mm-hmm. for those who are not in the markets for fine art, because like your pieces are, you know, hefty works. These are not, um, you know. Uh, play at Ross kind of uh, pick up a piece that you'll see in a hotel room on every other floor, you know? So Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. one of the things that um, I know that you, uh, even in talking about the names of your pieces, you said uh, recovery and in the addiction series, and you talked about like art therapy and healing. So, is that area of addiction recovery something that your art speaks to, or that you work with? Uh, some of the pieces, not all. Um, I 
when I was going to school um, after my divorce, there was um, I, Virginia Beach is a military town, and there were a lot of students there on the GI Bill. And um, I have had a lot of military um, presence in my life uh, through my family and also uh, my ex-husband was in the military and um, was after the Gulf War and they had also been in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. I saw um, PTSD right there. Yeah, I mean, it was oh, like, wow, yeah. and I had roommates that had PTSD and, they, and, and as a result, they had substance abuse um, yeah, yeah. disorders, oh, you know, whether it be from injuries or from, um, from just mental illness. Uh, so they were, they would come to school just reeking of alcohol or they mm -hmm. would um, miss classes because they passed out from taking too many pills or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever their advice was. And mm -hmm. I realized um, that this was a problem. And mm -hmm. I had also uh, lived through some, some uh, family issues with alcohol and um, was on the abusive end of it, mm -hmm. of some of it. And, you know, I, at some, at some point in my life, I also, if you can't beat them, join them kind of a thing. And so um, it, it sort of, my passion for addiction and awareness sort of um, blossomed out of all of that, uh, whether it be, you know, just seeing the destructive nature that addiction has on society. Mm -hmm. And um, and and I also wanted to um, so through the series I try to tell this tell the story of um, or portray two different sides of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it comes from the point of view of the loved one of the addict um, to kind of raise awareness to the addicts of what um, is happening to mm -hmm. like. If they're wondering why is their family falling apart, well, this is why your family's falling apart. This is mm -hmm. what this person is experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then also, but also from the addict's point of view, well, this is why this person is an addict. Right. This is the suffering that they're experiencing. It's a disease. It's you know, some past traumas that they need to work through, that they need healing. They need love and compassion. And so it's trying to bridge that... Mm -hmm. that you know that awareness that understanding when i'm listening to you talk about the, all of this conversation and and your journey and your art and your perspective the shadow work of like going your your work is very as you said surreal and i would not say it's bubblegum pink you know but like Going mm -hmm. into the wound, to the rotten inside, or the festering, or the um, painful-looking kind of uh, dynamics that some of your intense pieces display—that's where the the healing is ha is happening. Those shadows are are seen, not that they're like removed, right? Because mm -hmm. there's always contrast between the, the light and the dark. Um, mm -hmm. Like it's definitely a deeply emotional place to be in. And so, I mean, mm -hmm. I admire you as an empathic person who clearly is feeling through all of those for you bringing out those messages. 
it has to have been challenging because sometimes a lot of the consciousness community wants everything to be light, right, namaste, sunshine, mm-hmm. sparkle, fairy dust, right? But, like, mm-hmm. your uh, energy work and, and things that you're bringing out are not on that half. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, but that's mm-hmm. where the healing needs to happen is that with kept, kept beneath the surface. Right, exactly. And it's a lot of times it's also, um, it's been in situations such that like on the recovery standpoint, okay, so I went to like a networking event where um, it ended up, I thought it was something different than what it it ended up being, but it ended up being that it was a bunch of um, individuals who work at various different recovery centers and they represented the recovery centers. And some of them were recovering addicts or alcoholics, and some of them were not. They just wanted to help. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't even have any any family members or any friends at all that were going through um, addictions. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had showed up there, and I had, you know, Spirit had said, bring your addiction series, bring the whole thing. And I said, mm-hmm. yes, Spirit. Okay, so I brought the whole thing. And um, Spirit said, while they're meeting downstairs, you go upstairs and you set up all of the art around. um, They had a Mm -hmm. reception area. And so I set all the pieces up. And uh, one by one, the people would come come upstairs and view the artwork and then come downstairs. And it was really interesting to me that the people that um, had no ties to addiction thought that it was sort of gruesome and scary. Mm. Whereas, um, where, and they're like, God, it's kind of intense. I don't know if this would be actually good for um, recovering addicts or alcoholics to, to look at. They might trigger them. But then the people that were recovering addicts who mm-hmm. worked in those facilities came upstairs and they're like, no, this is exactly what we need to see. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is exactly it this is exactly what I felt right here, or this is exactly what I experienced over here, or when my aunt was, you know, blah, 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 this is exactly what I saw from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. All these like right. resounding yeses. Right. So, so yeah, it's, 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 you know, the people that need to see it, that need to get something out of it, that's, it's, it's for them. Right. Well, and so as you were talking, I thought about, well, the word Chiron, you know, the wounded healer, mm-hmm. when you know what it feels like to be in that pain, mm-hmm. then you're empathetic, not fearful for that person. Because mm-hmm. fear is like not wanting something to happen. But if it's already happened <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're in the the experience of it or the suffering of it or the pain of it, the processing of it, there's no fear at that point. <laughs> You know, right. This is how do we get through this? And so that might mm-hmm. be part of the, you know, the wounded healer part of you that's bringing forward uh, those messages, because no one who couldn't, who hadn't experienced it, could bring it forward. That's kind right. of like the rule of energy, right. isn't it? <laughs> mhm, mhm. Yeah, which I mean, my Chiron placement is in Aries. And it's in the um, the house of relations of others. Mm. Mm. 
and um, pertaining to relationships and how I show up in relationships and all kinds of other good stuff with that Chiron placement. Chiron has showed up quite a bit for me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and all of us, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Your sound work, are you working in, like you said, you were at a recovery group in that particular one. Did you do a sound bath with that as well, or was it just your art? I didn't do a sound bath there, but what I was, I was um, pitching the, uh, because it was a networking event, um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't even something that, you know, I was kind of just taking a chance and just listening to spirit on bringing my artwork and and setting it up. Because when I walked in, they were like, hi, who are you and who are you representing? And I was like, well, I'm Yuli and I'm representing Yuli Arts and I guess myself. (laughs) Right. I'm doing a series on addiction, and really, what I wanted to do was I, I've I've pitched the idea also to uh, the Phoenix and Dragon that has a, a Pagans and Recovery group, and then also to um, the Well of Roswell, which also um, rents out the space to a Women in Recovery group. And when we say recovery, it's not just addiction recovery. Right. Re- we're all recovering from whatever sure. a lot of different right. grief and whatever. Um, yeah. But I wanted to actually bring the addiction series and do a sound healing in conjunction to see, um, you know, how, what kind of effects, healing effects that would have on people in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pitched the idea and um, quite a few of them liked the idea of it. It's just they were trying to figure out how to fund it and then come to find out the majority of these people were in Athens um, it wasn't as local as I thought that it was It was going to be, but, I mean, really, Athens is not quite that far. Um, and so, um, but it's kind of taking me a little bit more uh, down the road of art therapy in itself, in its entirety. Um, while I was, back in October, I had was sick with COVID, and I was bored out of my skull, because I couldn't go anywhere and do anything. And so I completed my certification. I'm a certified art therapy life coach. Oh, okay. And so um, that's been, I haven't been doing anything with that, but Spirit has been putting people in front of me that when I mention it, there's been a lot more interest. Um, In particular, Mm -hmm. people that have daughters, young daughters Mm -hmm. that are like 13 and under, uh, which I thought, I'm thinking that's kind of really interesting that spirit is presenting that to me um, Mm -hmm. more and more. So, and they're even wanting to do it virtually because I've mentioned um, I am going to be moving in 30 days. Um, I'm relocating back to Virginia beach, but I will be Mm -hmm. coming back down to Atlanta because spirit's like, well, you'll be more centrally located. If you go to Virginia, you can come down to Atlanta. And I do also have a following in Ohio. So either which way it's nine hours. Mm-hmm. And that's about my limit. Ten hours is my limit on driving, right. and then but I can also go up to the northeast um, seaboard and then down to Florida. And so um, I'm I'm really thinking that maybe I guess I'm supposed to build some sort of uh, virtual clientele with um, mixing sound healing and also um, art therapy. Okay. So um, we'll see 
receiver. Right. I'm still following right. the breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's part of the fun part about it, though, too, because it's like when you're just more trusting now than, say, because you understand the conversation that's happening versus, yeah. like, 20 years ago when you just kind of, like, are following hunches now you're like right. now it's like having real conversations like okay spirit yes. right we are having a real direct conversation differently which makes it easier but then yes. it's like the task the ask is bigger <laughs> so it's yeah kind of yeah like okay didn't i just leave from and talk, share about your mm-hmm. license plate experience like as you're looking at are you going to be moving back and forth between are you going to return to Atlanta? Are you going to move to, like, what's Virginia saying to you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here's the irony also. I'll tell what that said. Um, but when I went there back in June June 2nd, you know, that when I became Yuli, right before then I was talking to that psychic, and she's like, well, I don't think you're going to be moving back here. I don't think that's what spirit wants you to do. And then I became Yuli, and, well, okay, fast forward now to um, – just last month is when I went, or a couple of weeks ago, I went back up there, um, and I didn't feel I had much of a direction as to, because when I went up in June, I knew it was a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. I knew sure. it. I just, I 100% knew it. This time, there was an art show that was scheduled that I was supposed to be in up there, and that was the main reason why I was going up there. But I don't know if there was, like, some timeline shift or something, but all of a sudden it was as if the gallery director was like, what, you're not going to be in this show. I don't know what's going on. And so it's like it just dissolved. It's like it never even really – but I already had the plans. And so I went. I was like, all right, well, I'm still going to go. I'm going to go. I knew I was picking up my artwork from the gallery. Mm -hmm. I knew I was ending that relationship. And um, I thought I would be kind of excited about that. But then I I picked up the artwork. There was only three pieces left. They had sold a bunch. And so then I decided I was going to go to the ARE, walk the labyrinth, do like a little video um, letting people know what um, that I'm no longer in the gallery. And I got really emotional. And um, that surprised me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so because I realized, because once you, you know, when you clear something, when you say goodbye to something, there's all this space now. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, what am I going to fill this space with spirit? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Like, why am I really here? What is the whole mission of this? Like, it's not just I'm here. I still got a few days. Um, I'm noticing that my awareness is um, kind of doing a comparison of living in Atlanta and living in Virginia Beach, living mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Like, how much does it cost to live here? How much does mm-hmm. it cost to live there? What, and you're like, okay, well, and what direction do I want my artwork to go in? I would really mm-hmm. love to do stuff in big, fancy retreat centers, resort mm-hmm. centers, like, because mm-hmm. there's all people go there for healing. Well, so on and so forth. So I'm asking for a direction. I get in my car. I'm, I'm going to go um, driving somewhere. I'm like, all right, spirit, you know. Tell me what's up. And I look up and I become present. And right in front of me is a license plate that says, Return to Virginia. <laughs> it's a personalized plate and it's a Virginian plate. So, like, why would you be driving with a Virginia license plate that says, Return to Virginia? 
<laughs> and then I hear the song, you know, then I see the next one is Contiki. Well, Contiki, I had uh, been guided a year ago or so to watch this movie on Contiki, and I think it was, don't quote me, I could potentially be wrong, the, I think it was the Dutch. But mm-hmm. um, some some gentlemen had uh, wanted to, to um, sail a raft Polynesian, to the Polynesian mm-hmm. Islands. Mm-hmm. And so they kept saying, no, it can't be done, can't be done. It took a long time and a lot of fighting, but they finally got um, got the funds. They got the, the funds to build this raft and go on this adventure. And I think it might have been like maybe guessing 10 guys. Well, mm-hmm. they they made it. They may have only had three little beams on their raft left, but they made it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, why am I seeing that license plate now, Spirit Contiki? I'm like, I'm not going to be, I don't think I'm going on some Polynesian adventure. Maybe I am. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, well, and so I um, had gone, you know, had another, the next day came and, and went and I had met with a an old school professor of mine. And um, he's like, well, you know, the gang is all still here. I mean, you know, we, we would support mm-hmm. you and this, that, and the third, and um, it was a great um, time hanging out with him and catching up, and and uh, I decided I was going to go to my favorite forest. A lot of times, mm-hmm. sometimes I will get ideas and inspiration, and I'll see visuals uh, mm-hmm. while I'm walking in the forest also. And sometimes what Spirit likes to do is sing songs to me. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the same uh, portion of the song over and over again. So I'm walking through the forest, and I hear, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, really? Okay, I got it. Return to Virginia. And then, right, exactly, yes. And so then I hear, uh, we're going to do what they say can't be done. We got uh-huh. a long way to go. I'm like, oh, we're gonna do what they say can't be done. Contiki. <laughs> right, and you and your Velufa. Yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. Okay. I'm like, all right, spirit. I I hear you. I'm seeing. And then I ended up meeting a a gentleman who worked at the gallery who wanted to meet for coffee to talk about my artwork and meet me and. Um, he wanted to share his story with me, and um, he had a story about how art therapy helps him. Mm. And he didn't know I had anything to do with art therapy. Wow. Don't you just love how, like, even though it's a big trust exercise, the the affirming synchronicities and and flow just, are there constantly like, yep, keep going, yep, this is right, yeah, mm-hmm. keep going, mm-hmm. yes, this is okay, right, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, I that, love it. But, I mean, there comes those moments then that you feel like like you're so in the flow, so in the flow. Like when I was there, I was so in the flow, like every single mm-hmm. day. And it was the same as when I went to become Yuli. It was every day I was in the flow. Like just mm-hmm. okay, all I have to do is just step out the door, and just go. And um, it was almost like the energy is definitely different there than than here in the Atlanta area. Yes, I yes. felt a shift, uh, but um, but 
but yeah, and then but then when it slows down, and it's almost like you took a wrong turn somewhere. Like, oh shit, did I walk through the the wrong door or something? Because I don't feel that flow anymore. <laughs> right. And that's when they're like, no, you're good still. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's when you start getting the oracle cards of, okay, well, it's time for you to rest and relax because we need to regroup. And you took a, a little bit of a detour. we got to move some furniture around. <laughs> yes, yes. And so tomorrow, for those of you who are tuning in, um, I wanted to invite you to join Yuli and I on the Vibrary YouTube channel. Now, that's V-I-B-E for energy. R-A-R-Y. And um, we on Wednesday is In the Cards with the Vibrarian, and that's my chance to talk about all things tarot and oracle cards. And tomorrow, Yuli is going to join me for a conversation about a deck that we both uh, there's a story behind it. We'll save it for tomorrow, but we are going to talk about the transformation oracle, which is, of course, as I'm hearing that, very fitting based on what you shared with us this evening about. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Right? Yeah. <laughs> based on what you said about your transformation to being Yuli now and previous transformations and whatever you're getting ready to transform into in this next phase after you return to Virginia. So it's at 8 o'clock tomorrow on the Vibrary YouTube channel. And um, I'm just smiling because that last little thing with the transformation oracle, I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, that's how yeah, I was trying is. not to giggle while you were about to say it. I was like, oh, gosh, it's a transformation. <laughs> <laughs> well, what another wonderful thing that, like, so oracle cards are, are in, like, the most complex sense. They're actually works of art, just like your, your pictures or pieces are. And the creators of them bring in spiritual energy that they oftentimes write about, not just through the image that's presenting. And sometimes the decks are made with collaborators, an artist who is embodying the visions that the channeler receives as the message, and other decks are by people who both do both channel and do the art at the same time. It's kind of like a, a lot of ways that that can go down. But um, in terms of using your art or a person who wants to um, have a spiritual conversation with you, with, with themselves through your art, would you advise like using your your note cards for that and journaling from it, or like how can I know you're probably going to have an oracle deck in your future? We've been talking about that a little <laughs> bit, but um, like as a practical way of spirit revealing something to you, how would they they engage with your artwork? Meditating, journaling, what? Um, yeah, they could definitely use the, the note cards. The note cards um, uh, would work. Um, 
you could, um, I mean, it's a digital age now. You could look at, at my website and if there's something that, um, because I also do write a little blurb about each piece and sometimes something uh, from behind the scenes or maybe something that I was going through at the time. Um, mm-hmm. It wouldn't necessarily, it, it might help um, with what they might be going through. But, yeah, if... if um, I don't. I am thinking of doing a an oracle deck. It's something that has been repeatedly whispered into my ears. Um, of, uh, uh, of all of those different ways, I've had um, other mediums. I've had an angelic medium um, approach me and say that she would be wanting to do a deck with me at some point in time. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to create one with you. Yeah. Um, I think that would be. Great, fun, and wonderful. Oh, my goodness. And, um, but as of now, I mean, if they, um, an art journal is always something really good that that people can do. You don't have to be an artist to do it. Yeah, you just get yourself like a little, it can be just a notebook, or if you want to have a, you know, it's, I like having the intention of going out and, and finding something really like a special journal or a special sketchbook or something that um, appeals to your personality and your likes. If you want it to have a nice texture to it, I'm a very tactile person. I like things that feel good, mm-hmm. um, but that's my Taurus meme. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but um, you know, and then each day or as things arise, um, you know, do like a little sketch or. Um, or if you, you know, I just even find looking at pictures. So that's why I said you could look at the website and just look at the pictures online and see if anything comes up for you. Um, there's, um, there is a deck of cards that's called the, um, soul cards. There's, I think she's come out now with three. They're actually a lot of times used for artist inspiration and mm-hmm. I have used them before uh, when I was in school. It was I used it as kind of a project. I was having a hard time being inspired because it was creating so much, such a high volume. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just looking at them with an intention um, um, sort of helps you through um, any emotional barriers you may be or blockages of any sort um seeing things that um that like with mine if you just like scroll through on the website and you you stop and you're like i can resonate with that Mm -hmm. i can really like uh like i'm looking at one in my room right now that's fledgling and she's sitting in a nest and she's staring up at the moon and it looks like there's the constellations well i feel like there's a lot of people that could resonate like what is she looking at what is she thinking about like mm-hmm. put yourself mm-hmm. in in the image and journal see where it that. takes you. Yeah. yeah, journal from that. That's cool. That's really cool see if you see if you're triggered. Really. <laughs> Since yeah, you said the journaler, but for those who like to write and do that process in that process mm-hmm. emotions in that fashion, I could see where that would be very stimulate stimulating uh, to mm-hmm. look at. Mhm, mhm. But I mean, even um, photography, I, I find because the beginning processes of my of my work, it's it's photo based, 
And so even just going out with, I mean, now you can go out shoot with your cell phone. You don't even have to have a camera. Mm-hmm. Go out and, and take pictures of things, like create like a little video in your phone. Right. Art is not always just like with art supplies. You can, yeah, create like a little video in your phone with one of these free apps. It's free. Um, like you see some raindrops coming down off of a window, and you could like do a little quick video of that or take a quick snapshot of it, and that's how I feel today. And so make a little album in your phone of, on this, and that could be your art journal. Oh, my goodness. Did you see the Google Doodle of the day? I did not. It's raindrops going down a window pane, and there's two raindrops. One is going in a straight line down, and it kind of makes Google eyes at another raindrop over beside it. And that <laughs> one, like, kind of shoots down a, a slanted slope and ends up in the same place as that raindrop, and they merge together into a heart. <laughs> that's the Google Doodle of the day. <laughs> the window. How cute, right? Merging <laughs> yourself, merging with spirit, coming together to like bring this energy and artwork. It's like two worlds, right? Mm-hmm. And then bringing mm-hmm. the shadow into the light. That's just like a perfect uh, it kind of summary, I guess, of how I experienced what you've shared with us this evening and knowing you personally as well. <laughs> it definitely uh, speaks to the impact you've had on my energy since meeting you. Uh, there, a lot, You know, you and I, when we connect, there's a lot of uh, activation that happens. Like I said, Volusia mm-hmm. looks all the time as I sit here being doing the work of being an oracle. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it, I think it's just uh, wonderful to get to know more about you. And you do share a lot very personally. I think every artist, you kind of have to put yourself out there in a way that like an accountant doesn't do. Like, if you're playing violin or you're singing or you're painting or you're creating, designing, you're giving, pouring everything out, all the emotions that you talked about, all the pain, all the things that go into the dynamic that's being expressed. It's like being vulnerable in public space is at the core of what an artist does. That's very mm-hmm. brave. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. It's it's a it's definitely walking a fine line of knowing um how much how much exactly to share. Um because mm-hmm. you don't want to share too much so that the viewer loses themselves in your story. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The artwork needs to still resonate to them more so than, you know, I, I've even sort of backed off a little bit when someone asks me, well, what does this piece mean? I oh, immediately yeah. just answer that with a question of, well, what does it mean to you? Right, right. Well, and, you know, you being the subject of your pieces, it does not come, it does not come across as you're seeing the same person at all. Like, I would not have said oh, that's Yuli, she's in all the pictures, you know what I mean? Like, it it dissolves the personality 
of the of who I know and becomes the embodiment of the peace that you've created, which is good because it doesn't then say, oh, look how Yuli posed herself in this, da, 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 da. You know what I mean? It's like right. <laughs> it's just this vulnerable being who I can see and identify with in this particular state of where they're looking and what's around them, you know. So that's right. actually very skilled, and your classmates definitely underestimate <laughs> <underestimated laughs> the art that you were bringing out. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I even I, I don't even see myself. You know, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I know that's me because I obviously created it. But a lot of times, I look at it. I'm like, uh, you know, it doesn't. I still see it as someone other than me. Right. I mean, like I'm creating one right now that has some some nipple show right now, and I'm like, I don't know how comfortable I feel about this. Right. But, um, but but I'm like, but I'm making myself into a statue, and statues have nipples. They don't have. They're not nippleless. So you know, right. I'm like, yes, but I know that those are mine, and uh, I'm like, yes, but nobody else is going to know that they're yours unless you tell them that it's yours. But then they'll think that they're yours. I'm like, are those Julie's nipples? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's right. That's about the being vulnerable. About it. are your wounds showing? Are your nipples showing? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, right. Part of my right. well, is the people. The art is that it's people, it's some of the pictures, the wounds literally are showing like an mm-hmm. open cavity in the rib cage or, you know what I mean? You, oh, yeah, rotting fruit, yeah. With non-traditional body forms in your art. This is also an instance where spirits like you need to just face this and this is how it needs to be because the piece is kundalini rising. So it needs mm-hmm. to be. Uh, you know, spicy. <laughs> right, right. It needs to be, yeah, nipples. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be sort of sexual. It's got to be. That's the whole point. Is is facing that, and what it's doing is helping me further heal that mother wound, and also tap into that divine feminine, and and further integrate the divine masculine and feminine together energies because it's the gold and the silver ribbons that's swirling around. Um, and, you know, it's, and of course it's Valentine. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for, again, yuliarts.com is where people can kiss you. Uh, you've got uh, your events available. You've got the um, March 11th event at Star Stuff in uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kent, no, Woodstock, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a gallery presentation at the Distillery, the Muse, Distillery Museum, the Museum of Modern Distillery. Distillery of Modern Art in Chambly. Modern Art, yes. Okay. Yeah, the Doma. Also in Atlanta. And then you'll be headed yeah. back to the Virginia Beach area for the springtime as well. And people can catch you there. And please follow her on Instagram. Yuli, what's your Instagram? It's like it's underscore, underscore. Yeah, underscore Yuli, Y-U-L-I, underscore arts. <laughs> 
plural, A-R-T-S. Okay, and you can definitely uh, check her out there, follow her, I do as well. And I look forward to having you back tomorrow as well. Now, is there anything that you would want to share with those who might be listening that uh, you learned about embracing the intuitive or psychic side of yourself as an artist? Oh, just, I mean, just that it's evolving more and more every day. Um, I mean, I'm seeing more and I'm, I'm finding different ways of tuning in and listening to spirit and spirits getting louder and louder and um I need to I I to just not be so focused on perfection. Um because that again is then me trying to control the process. It's not allowing spirit to uh flow through me. And um you know, just just listen. I just I just am trying to listen, uh, listen more with timing. There's a you know, it's when the message is meant to come out. It's is is the right time. Um, sometimes spirit wants a message to like I shared a piece with you, um, or on social media. I I felt urgency to complete a piece that had to do with um, light workers being beacons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was a timely message. Uh, you yeah. know, it was something that needed to come out at a specific time, and it mm-hmm. only needed to come out in digital form. Mm-hmm. And and so I just need to uh, just listen and, and do things when spirit, and, you know, stop being so argumentative with spirit, like, huh, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, spirit, why do you want me to do that? <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just, it's just to do it because... I I totally felt the energy behind it when I created it, and then I put it out on social media in the time the spirit wanted me to put it out, and oh yeah, I shared that it was... with you as well, and it was you know lighting the the beacons to Gondor and yes, and yeah, it was you know, a big activation. And it just went broop like a match for real. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did that also at the psychic fair too, because there was a psychic fair uh, close around that time, and I was like, okay, well, I got I'm supposed to share this image, share this image, mm-hmm. but you know, I tried to print it, and the printer wouldn't work. It was coming out all black. It just wasn't. It's not time for it to right. be printed yet. Right. That energy mm-hmm. is not there yet, and so I'm realizing that I am the messenger, mm-hmm. that I am sort of the scribe, and that it's. I am, it's it's through my voice as an artist um, mm-hmm. and through that medium um, that I'm telling stories or I'm, you know, sending out the message or, um, you know, that uh, I'm I'm the, that Pony Express or <laughs> Paul mm-hmm. Revere. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, now we do so, have some calls here. Folks have got their hands up if... Uh, let me check to see. We are uh, just so you know, callers. We are not having readings this evening as part of the show. But if you have a comment or question for Yuli about her journey, 
Uh, we will get to you. Okay, we have one caller drop. We've got another caller that's got their hand raised. Let's give a minute here and let's check in to see. Hi, you're on the Psychic Inside show with Joelle and Yuli. Did you have a comment for Yuli this evening? Yes. Uh, hi, my name is Patricia. I just uh, called in, so I probably missed a lot of her presentation. Um, I guess she was talking about being um, your psychic abilities, your intuitive abilities. Um, would I be able to get a reading for the time left? Well, we're not having meetings this evening uh, with Yuli and the way that her gifts expressed, you know, through the visual artistry. But uh, we'll be back again next Tuesday with another guest. I'm not sure who's on the schedule next week, but uh, we usually try to announce at the beginning of the show if we are having readings. And so, unfortunately, tonight, well, tonight or not. Uh, so, but I thank you for tuning in. All right. All right. So, <laughs> sorry, I didn't have time to get my screener. Uh, thank you, Tanya. I hope that I didn't have time to get you over there to check with the callers as to what they were hoping for this evening. But, uh, Yuli, I you know, have really appreciated you sharing with me um, in the show and also with the listeners the things that you've shown about how it looks for you to have done healing through your artwork and step into a more uh, uh, layered experience of yourself and conversation with spirit as a divine creator, you know? So um, I just want to just give you a hug and tell you thank you. And I can't wait to see you locally for the next thing and to see you video tomorrow. Oh, thank you so much, Joelle. It has been such a pleasure. I just love you so much. Oh, I know, right? Sisters in the the Ascension, I I think it's awesome. (laughs) So uh, everyone who's tuning in, thank you so much. I will be back Tuesday and I should have looked to see who was on my schedule, but I know we've got Don Brunson, who is the owner of Holistic Health and Wellness, who I mentioned before on the schedule. And we've got, um, I think we don't, Melanie with Naked Lady Mandalas is coming but up. I think that she'll be in March. And we've also got uh, Pat Lynn, a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner here local in Atlanta that will be coming up in March. But uh, for some reason, my February <laughs> my February recollection is very bad. I did want to uh, say real quickly here, it was the Edward Casey's Association for Research and Enlightenment. So that's when she yes. was saying A-R-E. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that you and Melanie both had talked about the ARE because mm-hmm. of Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach mm-hmm. area and Edward Casey. So 
Those mm-hmm. who want to go check that out, <laughs> please definitely. Well, do. and they're world they're worldwide. They have several locations around the world too. So oh, okay, it's, it's not, not just one yeah. location. But is that no, where that's he was the, born? The, that's the main one. Is the, okay. the original one, and the main one is in Virginia Beach. And I'll get to meet Melanie because I'll be not that far from her. Yes, when I yes. wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait because we're hoping to have a nice. Uh, oh, we've, uh, we're supposed to have a nice retreat, hopefully, there on the uh, Virginia shore, North Carolina shore. So we've got Sue Grill and. Also then John Brunson, and then we'll be up to March with the other people. <laughs> so uh, another, I'm sure it's Sue Griot. Yeah, Sue Griot is how you say that. Uh, so anyway, we'll be meeting her next week. So uh, Yuli, hugs to you. Listeners, Hi. I'm sending you so <laughs> much love and light. And know that I honor all that I see in you as it is just a reflection of me. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, Joelle.